action. Welcome, happy Sunday. We're so glad that you're here this morning with us and um, sharing this moment with, with you, with your family. Thank you for connecting. Thank you for coming in. My name is Yvonne. I'm Corey. And we're so happy to be here. And we're so excited that it's a new year. <laughs> yes, very excited. Yes, we have so many plans. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So uh, if you have kids this morning, there are three different ways um, that you can get some, some material for them. One is you can go to the website, which is citywell.church slash Sunday. Uh, you could also text Sunday to 610-590-8550, or you can download our app. That's pretty awesome. I love yeah. that we have an app. That makes it so much easy. You can also give through the app. Um, or text, um, give to the same phone number, let us know, um, or if you have any other questions, we can also guide you through that. Yep. Yeah, and if you're, you're new to an online church, we love engagement. Uh, it's, it's super exciting getting to know our audience, getting to know people, uh, knowing how we can pray for you, um, things like that. So if you are here, you can let us know. You can either comment, you can share, you can like our page, uh, you can also text here to 610-590-8550, or if you're new, you can text new to 610-590-8550 just to let us know that you're with us. Yeah, we would love to hear more about you, get to know you. Um, and speaking of get to know you, we have a quick question. Um, what are you going to do with your stimulus check? It's. Are you going to save it? Yeah. Save it, spend it, go shopping <laughs> for that. Invest it. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Investing, investing. And that's like yeah. my mom telling me in the past. Right. Invest, save your money. Pay off some credit card debt. Yeah. So Maybe. Credit card debt or you can donate it. Mm -hmm. Give it to your favorite church. Right. Help us <laughs> reach our, our um, donation goals. Or, um, yeah, there's so many options that you could do. Or maybe all of the above. A little bit here, a little bit there. And just break it down. But, yeah. It's a new year. We're so happy that we made it. Finally made it to 2021. We can say goodbye to 2020. It was a challenging year, but I guess we all learned things through that year. And um, and we have a 21-day uh, prayer and fasting. It starts today, January 3rd. Um, it's a way that you can start off the day uh, start, the, start the year good. Um, you can fast in multiple ways. Uh, fast for media, uh, specific food. Um, we don't have a, a strict way to fast. It's just what your um, your heart feels like fasting. Either fasting from coffee, <laughs> it could be a good one, <laughs> or social media, yeah. TV. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, there's multiple ways, and of course, praying through those 21 days. Yeah. Absolutely. And so today we, we have a new series that's starting. It's called Light in a Dark World. So just so you know the title of that, we're looking forward to this series. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. We're so excited that we can hear that um, that message. And of course, the light in a dark world is what we all need. It's been a pretty dark world lately. So. <laughs> yeah, so we, we do hold yeah. on to that light and continue to follow that light. Yeah.
welcome. Uh, we're happy that you, you're staying here with us, that you are ready to watch the service. And um, we just want to give you a quick, a small challenge. Uh, share the video. Share the video with your friends and family um, in your social media. Send it through text and the link to everyone. Yeah, just it's on YouTube as well. So yeah, YouTube. So if you're YouTube, ways. make sure you subscribe. Yep. Share the video, comment, all the above. I feel like I'm a <laughs> YouTube influencer. So, <laughs> never mind. Sorry. Ring the bell. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> you get alerts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's key. Yeah. Get down there so you don't miss any of our um, services and all the videos that we put through the services. And um, yeah, yeah. Subscribe, share the video, share the love. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then also, if you're new here, you can text NEW to 610-590-8550. Or if you've been with us before, you can just text HERE to 610-590-8550. That way we know you're here. And if you're new, we can welcome you. Uh, we can send you a little welcome gift. And that'd be great. We'd like to keep track of everything like that. And uh, we're going to pray and get, get into worship. So. Father God, I just thank you so much for today, so much for the new year. God, I just pray that this year will be a blessing to many people, Lord, uh, the people who are hurting right now, people who are hurting financially, physically, spiritually, emotionally. God, being, being locked in or locked out of church, locked out of life has been very hard on a, on a lot of us in all those ways, God. And we just pray that 2021 will be uh, a year of revival and we just thank you so much for the new start to the year and we just pray that today is a great day in your name amen i searched the world but he couldn't feel me man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough and you came along you put me back together and every desire is now satisfied
Good morning and welcome to City Well for the first Sunday of 2021. We are so glad you're joining us for our live stream today. We're starting out with a new series that we're calling Light in a Dark World. For the last few months, what we've been doing on our live stream is just working through some different topical studies. And we have a few of them coming in 2021. But this year, we're also going to be working through the book of 1 John verse by verse. And I love when we have that chance to slow down and really dig into what scripture says, going verse by verse by verse. And John is written by the apostle John. And if you're newer to reading the Bible, I want to pause for a minute and just help you understand what we mean when we say 1 John, because I found that some people get confused. See, the Bible is it's divided up into two major parts. We have the Old Testament and we have the New Testament. Basically, the Old Testament, think of the time before Jesus. The New Testament is Jesus' life and beyond. But then once we get into the New Testament, that's divided up even more. It's divided up next into books. So we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, and then it keeps on going till we get to the book of Revelation. There are 27 New Testament books and all. And a lot of these are written by different people. And some of them are written by the same people. So when we think of the Apostle Paul, he wrote a large majority of the New Testament. But when we say the Gospel of John or the Book of John, that's written by the same person as 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John. And many people, this is what gets us tripped up because there's four different books all with John in their name in the New Testament. So we have the Gospel of John, which often we just call the book of John or John. That's where John 3.16 comes from, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That The gospel or book of John is John telling the story of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But then we also have the epistles of John. An epistle, it's a fancy word for letter. It's John's letters. He wrote three letters that got included in scripture. So when we say 1 John, we're talking about the first letter that John wrote. Now, when we look at other epistles or letters in scripture, most of the time they start out with some kind of greeting, salutation, and they end with a farewell. And from that, we get who the letter was written by, who the letter was written to, some extra context. John didn't bother with any of that. He dove right into content without giving much context. We believe he was writing to the church in Ephesus and the surrounding area, but history really didn't save all of that detail for us. We do know, though, that John is combating some bad theology that was crept its way into the church and was pulling people away from the good news of Jesus and, and had caused a church split. So John's dealing with these problems throughout the book, and We'll come face to face with two different things that he wants to make sure that were that people understood who read his letter. John first wants to give people the marks of a healthy biblical church. And he also wants to give the marks of a true Christian. How do you actually know that you are saved? So let's dive right in. And today we're going to look at the first four verses of this book. So it starts out, verse 1 of 1 John says, That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked at, with our, looked at and our hands have touched, 
that we proclaim concerning the word of life. John starts out right away pointing at Jesus. He says he's ancient or he's, he is from the beginning. But John, on the other hand, says we've, we've heard him, we've seen him with our eyes, we've touched him with our hands. And today, most of us, we want the newest, we want the greatest, we want the best out there. John's readers, on the other hand, people in those days, they wanted tested and true. It was common to believe the more ancient an idea was, the truer it was. So John immediately starts out and he points to Jesus and he says, he is from the beginning. He is ancient. The message of Jesus is ancient. But he takes it a step farther. Not only is the message of Jesus ancient, but, but the message of Jesus is something that John saw and touched and heard. He experienced. This message that he's going to bring has multiple sources of authority. It transcends time because it's from the beginning. But it's also modern because it has eyewitness accounts. The same is still true today of the gospel. And now none of us have seen Jesus or touched him or heard him with our own ears, but God is still working in lives today. So John points to the ancient and points to personal experience. You have the same tools still. You have the ancient, the scriptures, and the message of the gospel, but you have the testimony of what God has done in your life, how he has worked to change you, to free you of your sins, to give you a promise of eternal life in him. That that's a powerful tool to see God work in other people's lives. So John says, we proclaim this message concerning the word of life. And that's how he ends in verse one. But when we get to verse two, he says, the life appeared. We have seen and testify of it. We can proclaim to you the eternal life, that which is from the father and has appeared to us. John's still hammering home the gospel. Twice in this, he says that they proclaim this message. And what is that message? It's the message of life. He calls, he calls Jesus the word of life and points to him as eternal life. And I mentioned earlier, John's trying to clean up a theological error that had crept into the church. The struggle was over the nature and essence of Jesus. And it really came down to the question, was Jesus truly fully God and fully man? And, and some bad theology, some beliefs crept in and started popping up saying that Jesus was not actually fully God. People started believing God came and rested on Jesus at his baptism, maybe, and left him at his crucifixion. And there were a lot of other beliefs surrounding that that were wreaking havoc on the church. In John's statement early on in the book, in verse 1, he comes out swinging at that idea. He says, Jesus was from the beginning. Paul says the same thing in Colossians 1. That, But... Still, in that verse 1, he counters and says, not only was Jesus preeminent, he's from the beginning, but he also is humanity. Jesus existed from the beginning, but he had a physical being that could be seen and heard and touched. And then we get to verse 2. Verse 2 again makes the same argument again. John argues that Jesus is the word of life, and we miss this in the English, but in the Greek, the word that he tr we translate as word is the word logos. And in that day, that was considered to be the greatest form of 
understanding. In philosophy, you saw it after Logos. And John says, Jesus is the, the Logos of life. The greatest understanding you can have in this life is Jesus. But then he calls him life itself. He says that life appeared. Jesus, Jesus had always existed. But then John says in verse 2, life appeared. And he says that he is proclaiming eternal life. That is, that is what Jesus offers to us. Life without ending. He again then comes back to what he has seen and heard. Jesus was fully God. He was fully man. He's always existed, but at the appropriate time in history, he stepped in and appeared. Now, why does it matter, though, that if Jesus is fully God and fully man? Well, to start with, let's start with him being fully man. Because Jesus is fully man, he has the greatest understanding of what we experience as humans here on earth. Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with us in our weakness, but we have one who is tempted in every way, just as we are, yet is without sin. Because Jesus is fully man. He knows what we're experiencing here on this earth. He's had all the struggles that we can have, but he's our example because he overcame. Then he's fully God also. Colossians 2.9 lays out the fully God, fully man. It says, for Christ, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Hebrews 1 Three, we see it again that the Son, or Jesus, is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Then it gets into, it says, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he, Jesus, provided purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Being fully God means that Jesus had authority and power. His, his word is what created the world. And he is still today sustaining the world. Being fully God means that we can pray to Jesus. And we'll see later in 1 John that Jesus actually is standing before God right now as your advocate. So Jesus is fully God and he's fully man dwelling in one being. And I really th flew through that topic. It's something that we can fill libraries with the theology theological discussions around Jesus' incarnation and being fully God and fully man. But John argues strongly that if you deny Jesus' humanity or his deity, you're denying Christianity. He actually, the words he'll say later on in this book is that if you deny Jesus' humanity, you are becoming part of the church of Satan. Those are really, really harsh words he uses. But then we move from verse 2 to verse 3. In verse 3, John gets into kind of the thesis of what he, why he's writing the book. He says, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. He's back to, hey, we've seen this, we've heard it, our experience. And then he says, so that you, so that you, in order that, be, because we want you to. The, here, here's the reason he's writing. So that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. We, verse four then, we write this to make our joy complete. So John has some object, 
objectives of writing the book, the reasons for writing the book. The first is fellowship within the church. John says he's writing so that the readers can have fellowship within the church and fellowship with him. And a lot of times in modern day America, we hear the word fellowship, but maybe you went to a church that had fellowship meals. So fellowship means we're just getting together, we're eating, and we're hanging out, having a good time together. But fellowship in John's day, in the word he uses, had a much deeper meaning than that. Fellowship was a commitment. It was a commitment to one another, a commitment to care for each other's spiritual, emotional, physical, and financial needs. The word, it's also translated as participating with, partnering in, contributing to, and sharing with. It's used in 1 Corinthians 1.19 to describe our relationship with Jesus. We're in fellowship with Jesus. It's used in 1 Corinthians 13.14 and also Philippians 2.1 to describe our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Paul uses it in 1 Corinthians 10.16 to describe what we are participating in when we take communion. John's not inviting the believers to have a meal with him. He is inviting them to be committed to doing life together. And we want to help create relationships like that through City Well, where relationships are really formed, where we can grow closer together and then point one another to God. Help other people grow in God. And that John, John's goal was the same thing. He said to the readers, come have fellowship with us and we'll show you our fellowship with the Father and with the Son. As you connect with us, we're going to connect you more with God. This is another great reminder that the church was never supposed to be a place that people felt like they needed to get their life right before they came to God. The church was always supposed to be a place that can help you through whatever's coming up in life to get through it. Jesus said that. He said in Matthew 9, 12, it's not the healthy who need the doctor, it's the sick. The purpose we have is to help one another grow in our relationship with Christ. The objective of the book was to point people to a relationship with others that then pointed them to a relationship with God, and it resulted in what John said was complete joy. John writes that he hopes that we can have complete joy. And I firmly believe getting our relationship right with the people around us and getting the right relationships around us will give us a better relationship with God. It will give us an eternal perspective where we know the God who made us, sustains us, and offers us eternal life. And it, it is the greatest recipe for joy. So as we start this new year, let's commit to growing in our fellowship with God and our fellowship with other Christians. Now maybe relationship with God is something that's new to you. Maybe it's something you're exploring. Or maybe you had one, but life just pulled you away. Every Sunday, we proclaim the gospel, that Jesus offers you a life with him. He offers to be your, your Lord and Savior, because God loves you. He loved you so much that even when you were in your sin, he stepped in to provide a way back to him through Jesus Christ. And all it takes is for you to say yes and you're saved. And if that's a decision you're ready to make right now, I would love for you just to text Jesus to 610-590-8550 to let us know. But I know maybe you're not ready. Maybe you're not ready to commit your life to Jesus. You're just exploring, trying to figure things out. We are still so glad you're here. And I I believe that as you continue to connect with people within the body of Christ, 
It's going to draw you to a relationship with them. So how about this? Commit to 2021. You're already here the first Sunday of the year. Commit for the rest of the year to be part of CityWell. Attend our live streams. Jump into a small group. Go to a watch party as we have them. Join our launch team. And come September when we start gathering in person, join us. I guarantee that spending time with other believers will help you better understand God and grow in your relationship with him. So we, John 1, 2, 1 John 1, 2, 3 and four. There's a lot packed in there. I know today was super theological, but I'm really excited as we continue to walk through this book together. Let me pray for you this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are and all that you do. We thank you that you are a God who wants a relationship with us, that you're of old, you're ancient. The message you've been proclaiming forever is from the beginning. But we also thank you that you are a God who still personally works in our lives, and we have the testimony of that. I pray that right now, if there's anybody who has never put their faith and trust in you as their personal Savior, that you you let them reach out to you and say, Jesus, I'm in. And I pray that for those of us who are, that you just encourage us in knowing that you are fully God. You have control over everything. You're fully man. You get what it's like to live here on this earth. And you invite us into a deeper relationship with you. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for watching the service. Um, And we want to ask you if this is the first time um, that you've been through church uh, or the first time that... um, that you decided to accept Jesus, that you want to take that step forward, or you probably did in the past and you were um, a little bit out and now you want to go back in, give um, all in, um, or get to know Jesus more in a different way, um, let us know. Text Jesus to 610-590-8550 and we can help you, we can guide you, we can pray with you, and you're not alone in this. Um, I know there may be so many questions that you may be asking, but this is a great step to do. This is a great thing to do, and just let us know how we can help you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, 2020 was a really hard year in many ways for people, and you know, being not able to go to church, um, you know, maybe maybe close that relationship you had with God and with Jesus. And maybe it's time to, to start that back up. Um, also, um, if you wanted to, to join our team to help us grow, uh, eventually we will be meeting in person this year. It's going to happen and we need help. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of behind the scenes things. There's a lot of teamwork that needs to be done. So you can text team to 610-590-8550. Yeah, it will be great to, to have you part of our team and be the behind the scenes, which yeah. are the most fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get all the bloopers and all the <laughs> awkward things. Um, but yeah, if you're new to uh, Well, this is your first time here, text NEW to the same phone number. Let us know that you're here. Let us know that either you're new or it's the second time around here that you're here. So we can keep track of that. If you're new, um, we're going to send you a cool, cool gift. So make sure you text NEW so we can send you all the information that we need so we can give you a text and an awesome gift for you. Um, 
So we're so glad that you made it, that you were here with us this morning. And I would like to pray with you um, for the week that is coming. Father, thank you so much for the message. Thank you for um, gathering all of us here. I know that it's an online church, but still your love goes and flows through every one of us. Father, thank you for the message. I pray that everybody's week will be blessed, that doors will open, that they will find ways through the hardships, but your light shines through them every day, that wherever they go, they carry that light with them, and that all the hard things in their lives will have a true meaning, and that you have given them the strength to move forward. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for this Sunday, this beautiful Sunday, in the name of, your Jesus, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.